0: everyone welcome back to living electric we are back with another ev enthusiast educator and a great resource for electric vehicles we are here with zach hurst of ev resource thanks for joining us zach
1: oh it's a pleasure thanks for having me on this is going to be a great
0: conversation oh yes for sure yeah alex and i always love talking with people who are passionate about electric vehicles Definitely. definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure "passionate" is quite the most appropriate word. I think uh, (laughs) "obsessed" is is kind of kind of getting
0: close. Right. (laughs) I I can relate to that on a personal
1: level. Passionate a long time ago. Yes.
0: (laughs) I would definitely say so. (laughs) It's been it's been years of obsession. (laughs) So speaking of obsession, Zach, do you mind giving our listeners um, an intro, kind of how you got into the EV space and what you're doing now?
1: Sure, yeah. So, I mean, it's been a shorter journey, actually, than a lot of other people that have been in the business for a decade or more. Uh, for me, actually, I, I've i always been into tech and saving money. So naturally, where those two cross when it comes to vehicles, it's EVs all the way. And uh, my wife has been doing food delivery forever. So instead mm-hmm. of her turbocharged Volkswagen GTI with a stage one and a half tune, uh, gas mileage was an issue, especially cause it required premium gas. So I'm going, all right, well, we need to get her an EV. Like I was aware of kind of what was out there, did my research. And so we bought a Chevy spark EV 2016 mm. at the time. It had like 24,000 miles on it and EPA range of 82 miles, which I could go out for four hours driving around town and be just fine with that. She didn't like it. It wasn't enough range. She was getting very anxious. I'm the kind of guy that when the gas light comes on, I'm going, all right, I got another 30 miles. I'm good. Like, I'll just keep
2: going. She's
1: not like that at all. So we got this spark, and I had done a lot of research. And I'm going, there's still so much I didn't know about electric vehicles that I only learned after buying one and now you know having one to own. And I'm going, there needs to be a place where. You just go and you find all the answers that you're looking for with the questions of how does this work and what is this and, you know, all of like the EV 101 basic knowledge that people should have either before they buy or right after they buy. And I said, okay, I'm just going to make a web page. It's super simple, you know, whatever. It, I, I wasn't originally planning on taking it as far as I have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the webpage went live in September of 19. And then, in uh, talking with friends and family, they're like, hey, you know, you should probably like start a YouTube or a podcast. And I'm going, I don't know if I have time for that. Well, in February of 20, uh, right before COVID, started the podcast actually at a friend's house. We had built a studio in his basement and it was wonderful. And then oh, well. he got COVID and I couldn't use that space. So I had oh, to no. build. So essentially I'm in the basement of my house. You know, I, I built this room <laughs> specifically for like podcasting and video stuff, um, in the middle of the lockdown awesome. and, uh, started the magazine and that has been mostly monthly, uh, some months. I just don't have time for it and it's, it's a struggle, but, uh, it's really expanded. I mean, I've got the YouTube channel and the podcast and the magazine and all of them are targeted towards different things. The webpage is still very much the educational focus, you know, that component. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what really has driven me this whole time is just sharing how awesome EVs are. No matter why you like them, there's so many different reasons that has been the big push for me. And, um, you know, so the podcast it's it's uh what? I just finished recording the 118th episode. Uh wow, so that'll wow. be out soon. Um uh, so well, it's just it's like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> have I really been doing this for 2 years? Like it just doesn't right. feel it <laughs> doesn't feel like it's been that long. Um but uh yeah, it started because I bought an EV and I'm going I don't know enough and if I don't know enough and I've done all this research then I'm sure there's a lot of other people that need to know as well right yep that's the short story
0: that's great so i am curious you know kind of taking a step back before you guys bought the spark ev which i've heard the spark ev is a blast to drive i mean over 400 pound feet of torque it's uh right to the front wheels (laughs) yeah
1: so the 2015s and 16s actually had less than 400 it's 327 foot pounds of torque i know shame oh that's good information Um, i didn't know that but well, yeah, so the 2014s were were slightly different, and then they changed it 2015 and 2016, but they're rare. I mean, only 7,500 or so were ever made, and they're getting now to, like, I just had my battery completely rebuilt because, well, I won't get into that because that'll take an hour to tell you, tell you this story. <laughs> um, and I've got a video coming up uh, uh, explaining the whole situation, but basically in April... Uh, my battery died completely, like wouldn't drive, wouldn't charge nothing. GM told me they weren't going to support the car. I called four different dealerships around the country, talked to GM executives and everybody was like, yeah, it's showing discontinued, you know, we'll have to buy your car back. So Uh I wrote an article four days after that. GM says, Oh no, no, no. We're supporting the Spark EV. Everything's fine. Look over there. Um, Uh And they were like, we'll get you back on the road in a couple of weeks. We'll send you a battery. Everything will be fine. So it took four months and they never actually sent a, a battery. They sent all the cells mm. and the tech at the dealership had to build the entire battery pack in his bay. Uh, but he got it done. Wow. And Harry wow. over at CMA Colonial Chevy in Chester, Virginia, uh, I owe him a lot because I got my car back, which it yeah. is a fun, fun car. I wish it were all-wheel drive and had twice the power, but, you know, you work with what you got. I mean, (laughs) it cost 11 and a half grand. Like, you can't beat that for the money. Of course, now they're pushing 20 because everything's more expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Absolutely love the Spark. It's one of the more fun vehicles I've had, and I've had a lot of really, really fun cars, both gas-powered cars and EVs, so... Yeah, yeah. I'll that, hold on to that, it for a while
0: now. <laughs> oh, good. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I was curious about. So you mentioned, you know, when you guys were going to get an EV due to like the um cost of gas for your wife's delivery um, you know, business. Can you tell us like um when you first started looking for like an EV, did you know anything about EVs or is this like kind of what like opened that gate for you? So like, I
1: earlier? knew a little bit. Um Because before that, I had been listening to uh, EV News Daily, which is Martin Lee, um, that (laughs) podcast, and also the Ride the Lightning podcast with Ryan McCaffrey, um, which is more of a Tesla podcast, not generic, you know, about all EVs. And I I just tend to keep up on technology anyway. So I knew that that's exactly what we wanted, um, but almost blindly, like I didn't know what I didn't know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right.
1: And uh you know, it's fine. Like we we finally replaced my wife's GTI last year with a Model 3 standard range uh plus. So now we're just only driving EVs and um the amount of money we're saving on gas alone between the amount of driving she does and what I do, it's just it essentially pays for for the car. The Spark right. anyway. Yeah. I mean, the Model 3 that's a little bit more. Little. Right. <laughs>
0: We we came from Volkswagens too to to EVs. I actually I had a twenty. Well, I had a Chevy Volt. That was my first plug-in okay. vehicle, and then I um, got into a car accident. Sadly, caused battery damage. So I went to a twenty seventeen Golf uh, Wolfsburg edition, and I loved oh, okay. it. Yeah, and then uh, we had a Jetta, and then we had the ID four. Um, okay. So yeah, we lots of experience with Volkswagens. They're good now, cars.
1: Yeah, I mean they know how to make some solid vehicles that at least with the gti you could feel the road you know one of the things that Mm -hmm. i'm a car guy like i love going fast and having fun um so you know it was like i want to be able to feel the road and actually you mentioned the id4 that was that was a car i was not all that impressed with i mean it's a great vehicle for people who don't they're not passionate about cars you know they just want to get from a to b and mm-hmm. an and ev of course is a great way to do that
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: just it was underpowered i was not happy about <laughs> about <Yeah>. how they <laughs> tuned the power delivery i mean 200 horsepower is you know still a decent amount but they just don't give it to you in that punchy way that i really like yeah not everybody's like me though yeah. you know yeah. the id4 yeah. is perfect for so many people <laughs> they'll sell every one that they can make for years
0: Right. yeah yeah i've noticed
1: that,
2: that was... with the oh go ahead, go ahead Alex. Sorry. i was gonna say i've noticed that with a ton of evs i just got done driving the kia ev6 this past week and a bunch of these evs coming out you're completely right they like tune them in a way that almost mimics a gas vehicle where they like tune down the torque a little bit so it doesn't like punch as much as when you hit the pedal like tesla i feel like went the opposite way and they're like yeah you can have yeah. it all right away <laughs> <laughs> we don't care if you tend, get in trouble they just spoil
1: you um, yeah. when it comes to feeling G-forces right? Um, you know I mean I, I recently had a Polestar 2 for a month and it's like below 30 it, they don't give it all to you and it's like mm-hmm. okay that's fine but like it's 400 horsepower and 487 foot pounds of torque like I, I want to feel this
0: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: I mean, it's still quick. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it right, runs the yeah. quarter in 12 seven. I mean, that's, that's respectable
2: for yeah, something yeah. that heavy, especially. <laughs> right. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, you know, when you get into these like high power vehicles, like Alex and I, we've driven like the plaid, I'm not sure if you had a chance to, have not to drive driven one yet. It's, it,
1: it's on my list naturally.
0: it's intense and you know i've i've driven the tycon 4s and you know Mm -hmm. to like get into these evs that have so much power it it -hmm. almost made me appreciate the id4 a little bit more because like it you know when we first got into it i agree with you zach like it's it is a very numb vehicle like i feel like that's like a good way to describe it but in a good way Mm -hmm. because you know average drivers everyday drivers can get into it and can feel comfortable and that's where like i always say it's a perfect everyday ev because volkswagen just nailed Mm -hmm. it like it's just it's a simple car but um for performance you need to go with the all-wheel drive you get that extra motor and it gives you so much i haven't (laughs) driven the all-wheel drive id4
1: yet so like i mean and i don't know why honestly because volkswagen their headquarters volkswagen america headquarters is literally like if traffic's okay maybe an hour and a half from where i live like they're in northern virginia i'm in richmond like i just need a contact somebody over at the company and be like, Hey, <laughs> right. just give me a couple hours. I won't even leave, like, just give me a couple hours in an empty parking lot. I'll bring my right. own phone. Like, we'll be fine. <laughs>
0: um, you know, let's go knock on the doors.
1: <laughs> you know, I was going to do that actually. Um, <laughs> Cause uh, not this weekend. Cause I'm going to electrify expo up in New York, but the following weekend, I'm going to Northern Virginia to test drive the live wire motorcycle. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm going to be right around the corner. I'll just go say hi, like, just knock on the door, walk in. And I'm like, wait, it's going to be a Saturday. Like, that's that's not going to work. Nobody's going to be
0: there. (laughs) I wonder if they'll have the all-wheel drive at the Electrify Expo to test drive.
1: I hope so, but then also I don't, because I'm not going to have a whole lot of time to test vehicles while I'm there. Like, I'm going to be running around gathering, like, business cards and Yep. Uh, you know, filming things like actually I'm doing, um, for my Patreon supporters, I'm doing, a a, a monthly like water cooler chat where we can all just get together and chat and kind of like this, you know, just talk about EVs yeah. cause why not? And so I'm going to do that while I'm there so that if anybody wants to see what's going on, I can kind of walk them around and be like their eyes and ears on the ground. That's um, cool. so like I'm not going to have a whole lot of time to like really go out there and have fun um even though just being in that environment is infectiously fun anyway so i'm sure i'm gonna have a great time
2: yeah (laughs) but it's not
1: gonna be fun in games i mean it is gonna be
0: work
2: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's how i feel about fully charged Uh, life yeah (laughs) right yeah (laughs) hey when you love what you do you can't call it work even if you are working (laughs) yeah yeah it's like
1: okay um now, like, I what I really want to do is just figure out how to do EV stuff all day, every day, and then um, my my family would never see me again. I'm sure because <laughs> I would just get sucked into it. <laughs> like, That's funny. like if I could figure out some way, like I'm sure you guys are familiar with Motor Week. Mm-hmm. With John yeah. Davis, he hosts that. It's been like the longest running uh, car show, like consumer car show, and I'm going okay. I need somebody to like get me involved with doing that for EVs. Like we, we need right. to create an EV only car show that's on like PBS, like that kind of serious, not just YouTube, yeah. but I mean, like really get it out there. And I'm yeah. going, I want to do that so badly. Yeah. I have no idea how, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, okay. That... so, you know, it's like, that would be all day, every day. Like, I don't I no problem. just send me a car, test it, review it, send it back, like call it a life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I think that's what we're working towards. Right. Alex.
2: Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're starting to finally kind of figure out the like certain channels you got to go through and the, like the media contacts and like, like anything else, it's like who, you know, in the industry that could hook you up with a car for a week versus, (laughs) versus, uh, trying to get one from a personal owner or like other stuff. I mean access struggle, to vehicles
1: sure. i had no idea it would be such a challenge yeah you know because i'm like i agree right. the only vehicles yeah, i've really tested have like there's been a couple from manufacturers like the Arkimoto fuv i had that for a month really and, i mean it was like i asked for a couple hours to drive it around dc and 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 it was interesting because the executive that I guess, had his on loan from the company. Like it was still owned by Arcimoto, but it was one that he used. And um, he actually went to Eugene, Oregon for the opening of the ramp, their new manufacturing headquarters, Mm. and ended up being out there longer than he had originally anticipated. So I ended up getting the FUV longer than anticipated. And wow, like, this was February. And I literally every single day All I could think about was getting off work with my main job, getting home and driving (laughs) this in the cold, in the rain. I didn't care. Like, I didn't, I've never fallen in love with a vehicle as quickly as I did that. Like, it was just spectacular. I love those things. They're amazing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) But aside from
1: that, like, access to vehicles, it's like, okay, who do I know that has an EV Right. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> knock on dealerships, be like, can I borrow this for a little bit? And they're like, why? And we're like, I just want to take some vo- photos and videos and drive it around. And they're like, well, how does that benefit us? And I'm like, I'll I'll mention you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, right. I'll exactly. tell everybody I got it from you, and they can call you up if they want to buy it. Like, yeah. dealers, yeah. or, of course, now they don't have anything. I mean, there's no inventory anywhere. So right. it's like, okay, that's just,
2: yeah.
1: it's tough. It's tough. That's
2: that's certainly the other, other struggle because it's like the goal of it is obviously to help us sell vehicles, right? <laughs> like they want to sell oh, yeah. more cars, but they have no problem selling cars right now. So it's like yeah. they don't have as they big of need, an They incentive. don't need my help anyway. Right. <laughs>
0: um, so, you know, to jump back into like EV resource and like... Um, You know, like how long you've been doing this. I'm curious, when you first got, you know, your spark and like you've come this way by doing this for like a few years, what are some things that you've learned as a car enthusiast that like surprised you with like EV ownership?
1: Ooh, um, tires cost more than I remember. (laughs) Uh, That would be one. Um, Or at least you go through them a lot quicker. Uh, In fact, that's the only money I have put into the spark in three years. And I've driven 55,000 miles on this car is, um, the big thing, like I've gone through four sets of front tires because when you have that much torque and you like to use it, uh, you know, the tires spin and then, you know, so that, that's something that it, I wasn't really expecting that. Like people talk about that, but you don't really get it until you go through four sets of front tires and I'd never replace the rear tires on that car. Um, just the fronts.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, that amount of pound feet of torque, you know, that torque going right to the front wheels, like oh, it's I can see you like, eating through those.
1: It, it, you know, it's an interesting car because I never, I I still don't understand exactly why Chevy made that car. Like, if it's a compliance car, then why give it that much power? <laughs> Like, And it's front-wheel right. drive. It's built on the, the gas-powered car platform. So, like, the battery's underneath the rear seat where the gas tank would be. Like, they just... Yeah. It's just so many questions when you start to actually think about the engineering of it going, why did you do this? Um <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, I'm not complaining. Like, it's wonderful. But it's just like, okay, that's... It's interesting. It is a very unique car. Um And that in of itself has taught me a lot. Like, I have learned how to drive much more efficiently with an ev um like i don't get range anxiety because you learn the vehicle that you're in so you just figure out like i'm doing math in my head as i'm driving along most people probably don't but (laughs) you know i'm more than willing to do that (laughs) um you know to figure out okay well how much battery do i have left what kind of miles per kilowatt hour am i getting like how much battery am i using And then just do the math to figure out, you know, where I expect to run out. Uh, And will I get to a charger before then? And not always. (laughs) (laughs) Like I have been, uh, uh, there was a period of time when my battery was starting to go bad. And I noticed that, like, I wasn't getting range. And the little guessometer, if we'll call it that, was not the most accurate on the bottom end of the battery. Mm. I had a tow strap that I kept with me in the car and I'd be like two miles from home. I mean, it was always close. And I'd call my wife and get her to come tow me back home and tow charge as I'm going, <laughs> which she loved. Let me tell you, um, I'm glad that the battery finally died because there was not too many more times she would have been willing to do that.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, that's just, love,
1: that's love. <laughs> oh, uh, somehow I don't, I'm not deserving of it, but uh, she. <laughs> I'm not worthy, but she loves me anyway. Uh, But yeah, I mean, just the things that you learn along the way, like charging and why you shouldn't fast charge all the time um, and why when you have a car with such a small range, you need a fast charge all the time anyway, if you're out and about doing like long distance stuff. Granted, you probably shouldn't drive an 82 mile car uh, long distance, but I did anyway. (laughs) I, I went on a 550 mile road trip and that was... I think 16, 15 or 16 different fast charging sessions. Oh, wow. Um, wow. You know, the Spark, you drive for an hour and you charge for 20 minutes, and then you drive for an hour and charge for 20 minutes. But the charging is not like 10 to 80. It's zero to 100. Right. <laughs> right. <Yeah. It's> a, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, but Brandon, I, I got sidetracked. I do that. Um, so oh, that's
0: okay. Uh, I, I, I answered your question. I'm I don't gu- know. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> no I, t- I think you did. I'm I'm guilty of that too. It's it's funny because Alex and I've talked about this before. When it comes to driving efficient with an EV, I feel like when I had a gas car, I was so paranoid about like you know fuel economy, <laughs> and making sure I'm driving efficient. But now that I have an EV, I just speed everywhere and like i mean i don't break the law but you know like i like to i like to drive pretty fast so, so my efficiency rating is I get not very that. good I get that. with
1: with the spark i drive very efficiently with the model 3 i don't even pay attention anymore unless we're going right. like down to the beach which is like 150 miles or so i i don't i don't even pay attention to how much battery is in there because yeah it doesn't matter like right. that that is one thing that has surprised me, even being, you know, in the quote, unquote, in the industry. I mean, I'm just a guy in his basement recording a podcast every week. I don't know (laughs) if that counts as being in the industry. Um, I think it does. Okay, yes. All right, good. Uh, (laughs) If I've got your seal of approval, then I'm golden. Like, it's great. Um, But like, I have an EV that I don't think about charging. It's never, I don't even think about it. Like, I come home, I plug in, I'm doing other things. Like, I never give it thought. We drove the Model 3 to Miami and back. We stopped because we needed to. We plugged in wherever we stopped because, of course, there's superchargers everywhere, so that was easy. Mm -hmm. When we were done, we unplugged and kept going. We never, ever waited for the car to charge more than we needed to stop for 2,000 miles. Like, why is this, like why is this not more widely adopted like evs like you can literally get to the point where you don't even think about it really like 200 and and our car is not the long range model three it's the shortest it's 240 technically at this point like we've had some degradation of the battery over the last year but it's like right don't even think about it that is something that it still surprises me yeah you know, because the conversations I'm sure you guys have with everybody about EVs is, well, how far does it go? How long does it take to charge? You know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I don't care anymore. I mean, yeah. I do. <laughs> I do. But for right. my own car, it's like I don't even think about it. Like, Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Which is the I way it should charge, be, right? I go when I plug in and, like, I don't mind waiting if I had to. Yeah. Not a big deal. And I think.
2: I think that's a huge part that I think like us in the industry need to need to do a better job of educating people about is like, Hey, like it is not something you need to think about. Like once you've driven it for a month or even a week nowadays, like charging has gotten really good. Like if you've got a proper home set up, like day to day, generally you do not need to worry about it at all. (laughs) Like it's a Mm -hmm. (laughs) non-issue.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, if there's such a thing as EV privilege, then I think what you just said and everything that I've been saying is really coming from that position because right. we can charge at home.
2: Yeah, like exactly. You know, I
1: mean, yep. fresh off of talking with the guys over at Orange, like obviously there's a huge amount of people in this country that cannot charge overnight while they're sleeping. Right. Yep. Um, so we're the lucky ones.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I should
1: probably watch what I say to who I say it to because it's like, okay, you know, quit flaunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wow, so especially I- you, you can charge at home. Right, Um, right. It's like, now granted, like, and this is something I tell everybody because my charging situation here at home is very unique. Um, Okay. I'm renting this house. I installed the charger, but I didn't wire anything to the panel. Uh, Originally, when we got the Spark, I was running a, uh, I think it was rated for 20 amps, but an extension cord literally from around the back of the house from the, the laundry room. And when we got the model three, we did upgrade to a level two EVSE for outside, but I'm still running an extension cord from the dryer socket around out, like out the window, around the back of the house to plug in. And like, we never charge it greater than 24 amps because I don't want to like cause any issues (laughs) with the, with the dryer circuit. Right. But you know, it's like, I didn't spend a thousand dollars to pay an electrician to come install something and hang it on the wall and do all of this, that, and everything else. Like, yeah, yeah I spent three hundred dollars on an extension cord and three hundred dollars on this. It's not a smart wall box. I mean, it's it's not Wi-Fi. It doesn't keep track of anything. Like, it's just a fancy switch on the wall. Right. But it works. Yep. Like, <laughs> and, it, and we have two EVs, and we're able to keep both of them charged and do laundry, mind you, because in this case, right. it does use that circuit. And I've never had a problem with really any of that, um, so you don't like the whole charging thing. Like you, you can get creative. You don't have to, you know, fall in line with what everybody says. Oh, it'll be a thousand dollars to have somebody install a circuit for you, and it's like, no, it doesn't. No, and you don't need a Neva fourteen fifty either. Like you can work off a twenty or thirty amp. For
0: most people, it's probably enough. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know Alex can attest to the unique charging setup.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen my video on my like home garage setup because we we rent right now and it's a detached garage and there is a single outlet in that garage and the garage door opener is plugged into it. So <laughs> So, so that I that
1: is a unique situation. I'm going to have to go check out that video because I haven't yeah. seen it, but now you've got me curious.
2: <laughs> yeah i'm an electrical engineer too so i like made sure electrically it was probably, it was all going to work mm-hmm. but basically i put a splitter in there have an extension cord running off of it the garage door opener still plugged into it and i just run my mobile adapter off of a regular sure. like 120 volt outlet and you're um, i mean
1: that's actually not as bad as some because that <laughs> even though that's it's 110 but it's still going to be its own like do you know what else is on that circuit? Is it only the it's garage only door It's
2: only that. Opener? Yeah, it's only the garage door opener. So, so I yeah, like double. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a dedicated
1: so I... circuit practically. Exactly.
2: Like, exactly. No problem at all. And theoretically, it's... people have pointed this out. I could put. I could get a NEMA like five twenty um and get even yeah. like faster charging off of it cuz the garage opener pulls like less than an amp oh, so yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah cuz the a
1: 520 is still the 110 but it's the 20 amp yes. versus the 15 right
2: correct correct see. yep
1: see i'm learning all of the electrical stuff too yep uh. yeah
2: <laughs> which for people listening that aren't like engineers you don't you don't necessarily don't no. definitely don't need to know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> this is all the nerd nerdiness coming out. <laughs> I am
1: at, like a technical person. I love spreadsheets and numbers and yep. I geek out on all of this stuff. So yeah, anybody that's listening, you don't have to be like this in order to love EVs and drive them. Like this is right. this is unique. This is very special. Right. <laughs> right.
0: I, I think this is why Alex and I balance each other out so frequently. Because <laughs> uh, there, there's been many guests we've had on our show where Alex and, you know, our guests get really involved with like engineering terms. And I'm just over here nodding and Alex will be like, you got that friend I'm like, got it. I got yeah. it. <laughs> so
1: I don't know what just happened, but I think I lost my video.
0: Yeah. It looks like it froze
2: again. Yeah. You're frozen uh, on our end. So,
1: you know, what I love most about EVs, is Because, I mean, like I was saying, and I don't remember if this was before or after you started to hit record, but there's so many different reasons to love EVs. Right. You know, There's people that are in it because they want to go green, and it's all about the climate and, 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 and that. Separate from that, you also have the whole clean air aspect or saving money. Those are all great, great reasons. And certainly when I first got an EV, it was all about saving money. But now it's all about having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I said, I'm a car guy. I just want to go fast and have fun and do all of that. And like EVs do that really well. Uh, and right. I, I've got a, a relationship with a, a racetrack here locally. It's about an hour north of me. That um, I started actually last year. I held an event there. Um, and started using the track to record some like hot lap videos and test some EVs performance tests and stuff. Um, but that's like become my little playground. So, you know, I've got a, a relationship where I can basically go there anytime it's not being used, like, especially during the week and just go and record stuff and run around and have fun and, um, do that. And I'm like, more people need to know about how much fun EVs have. Like I might be crazy, but I'm trying to convert like
0: the cars and coffee crowd. <laughs> like, hey, I, yeah. think that's, I think that's a good crowd to, you know, to go after with education and getting conversations started. It,
1: it's fine. the people that are like, Oh, I'll never get an EV. And I'm like, you, we're, we're going to talk. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> yeah. Like <laughs> here. like, let's, I'll give you a ride. Like, uh, I'm doing this event again this year. Um, Actually, in like four, three weeks, four weeks, September 18th. And I'm like, I've had people respond on social media, like they're putting stuff on the posts of like, oh, you know, powered by coal and all this stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, like with this, anyway, like the brand of this event is not like, I don't care. It could be powered by coal, oil, or, or small kittens. Like it doesn't matter. Like we want to go fast and have fun and come on out and like, oh, it doesn't sound like fun. And I'm like, let me take you for a ride around the track. Right. I guarantee yeah. you, you'll be either having the time of your life or be scared because I scared a few people <laughs> last year. Um, but they loved it. Like it's like a roller coaster without going up and down. You know, you're going left and right. But I mean. That I, – I can't tell you how many people from the event last year that told me they wanted to go buy an EV because of that. And I'm like, wow. that's the reason. That is exactly why I want to do more because I love that. Like, okay, you're mm-hmm. sold on it. I didn't need to sell it. Like, obviously, you know, butts in seats. It sells themselves. Right. Man, it's just that – I want to grow that bigger just so I can affect more people. You know, really get it in people's heads that, hey, you know what? You can have fun. They're not all the same. They definitely do have, quote-unquote, soul, a soul for the vehicle, if you will. And I'm not talking just about Kias. Um, Like... (laughs) Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I had great. to throw the cheesy joke in there. Uh, um, that's okay. Alex is used to it for me, so that's perfect. Uh, there you go.
1: No, uh, side note, I, I, one of these days I'm going to dress up in a devil costume, and I'm going to go and find one for sale and shoot a video of, like, the devil trying to buy a Kia Soul. Um, just because I think that's hilarious. Uh, I, I, I want to ask to be a
0: part of that right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well we gotta we gotta start hunting for uh, and it's got to be a Soul EV, you know, yes. rare, yeah. not the gas powered. I mean, nobody, like the devil, wouldn't even want a gas powered like, no.
0: Kia Soul. Uh, yes. But <laughs> I think that would be the, the the great concept for the video. We could have a gas Soul and the devil would be like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no. I want that Soul." <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it, love it. Of course, now that we've told everybody, you know, yeah. it's out there. <laughs> Right, no longer just our idea anymore we're gonna see that video (laughs) pop up in two days Yep, (laughs) exactly that's okay i'll I'll give that one away (laughs) (laughs) now i forgot what i was talking about oh well yeah just having fun um and 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 talking to people like
2: did you want to give us the pitch on your event maybe we can segue into that
1: this yeah. year is going to be awesome like last year i'll start it last year to give you some some context Definitely. um i met a gentleman actually who reached out after listening to my podcast for a while uh greg awesome guy he's like big into motorsport and and also having fun and just go fast and he wanted to to really put on a massive event like The Olympics, but for electric vehicles, like that kind of thing. And I'm going, all right, well, we need to start small, like, proof of concept. So he actually reached out to the racetrack first and made, like, initial contact and set things up. And we had four months to plan, one month to market, and we had 462 people there. Um, Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That just – it was – It was one of the biggest nightmares (laughs) like the amount of stress I went through to get that to happen last year was incredible. And I wasn't gonna do it again. Like at the end of the day, I was exhausted and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Like it's it just was in my mind at that point, I was like, This isn't worth it. I'm not doing this again. Like, no. But then every single person came up to me and was like, that was so much fun. When are you going to do it again? Like wow. all the vendors, the sponsors, everybody's like, "Hey, if you're doing it, like we're in, like let's go. let's like, and I'm going, okay, we'll do it again.
2: <laughs>
1: um, and you know, we've had twelve months to plan um, or eleven months technically. And we got sponsorship from uh, the local utility companies. So like Dominion Energy, which is like the massive yeah. uh, utility. Right. Um, we got them on board. Rappahannock Electric Cooperative, which is mm-hmm. the local distribution. They're on board. Old Dominion Electric Cooperative, which they're like intermediate like size in terms of their you know they're not small but they're not like Dominion Energy. They're on board. Um, you know, just getting the support of the the fuel providers, if you will. And then also one of the big things that's going to make a difference for this year is we're going to have temporary DC fast charging installed at the track for the event. Wow. Uh, DC that's America cool. is a company based in West Virginia. And actually, currently, they are the only non-Tesla fast chargers in Virginia is at their location. Like, that's it. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. you know, wow. they're <laughs> more, they They make these... um awesome like pods that i mean i won't get into like their whole sales pitch but they're going to bring one of their pods out so we're going to have two tritium fast chargers right there at the track so that people can like just recharge and keep going and having fun but nice. to the point of this year's event um the audience is twofold right The people with evs and people without so Last year was all about people with EVs. I didn't really do anything for education and, and conversion efforts, if you will. Um, this year's different. You know, we we have Generation One Eighty. They are coming in and doing an EV owner panel twice, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. We're going to have, um, you know, an indoor stage that we'll be able to utilize for for other things like EV um, One Hundred One, basic stuff. So there's an EV education zone, if you will, and that's going to be the focus is just educating people, giving people a quiet place to ask questions and have conversations with owners as well as experts and really get an idea of what it is to own an EV. And then you go outside, and that's where I want to be because (laughs) I want to have fun and I want to go fast. So Dominion Raceway, it's a two-mile, thirteen-turn road course, and it's slower speed. So you can really get a lot of fun throwing a car around the corners, especially like my Spark. I put uh, semi slicks on it, and it just handles like
0: wow, (laughs) it's it's so much awesome.
1: so like we're going to have EV owners or it's paced laps. So there'll be a, a lead car and maybe four or five cars that are driven by EV owners behind them. They're going to get a chance to drive at speed on the road course. They can give rides to attendees. So like, I've got a whole bunch of EV owners that have already said, yeah, uh, sign me up. I want to give rides to people. Like, I just think that's awesome. Yeah, We're going to have a uh, e-mobility zone. So if people have like scooters or one wheels or things like that, like a place for them to go and play, um, like I'm going to bring – I've got a little electric scooter. It's only 250 watt, but whatever. I'll let people ride around on that all day long. I don't care. Um, You know, something that they can just have fun with. Uh, and then the front straight in the afternoon, we're shutting down the road course, and the front straight turns into a no prep eighth mile drag strip. So <laughs> we're awesome. going to, like, we did that <laughs> last year, too. And we're just going to let people, you know, heads up, drag racing, you know, it's not timed or anything, but, right. uh, you know, it's just, is my car faster than your car? And, like, <laughs> that question has existed since the creation of the second car, like, in history. So, <laughs> you know, it's like for ev owners i want to give them a place and a chance to play and have fun and experience their own car in a way that they probably don't get a chance to on a regular basis or ever you know like um it was interesting we we last year had a conversation with steve huff um while we were trying to plan things and we wanted to get him out there he's currently um the I believe he still has the record for the fastest electric dragster in the quarter mile, like 202 miles an hour or something like that. Um, wow, but I mean, he's been in the drag racing world forever and um, got it h- hooked up with AEM EV and Holly because Holly owns them. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Holly High Voltage happened like uh, uh, not directly after, but soon enough after we had had a conversation sharing our idea and I'm like, they had to have been talking about that before then, but highly high voltage is kind of like the vision of what I'm trying to create. It's just, they've got money and connections and I'm working <laughs> right. on that, uh, yeah. <laughs> but nobody else is doing anything on the East coast like this. You know, that's right. that's the thing yeah. like, yes, electrify expo is going to be awesome. I shout out to those guys. They're amazing. And I respect everything that they're doing and it's awesome Um, but you're not running around a racetrack with your own car. And (laughs) that's like, I want to create the event that I would want to go to. And the problem with that is I'm going to be there, but I'm not going to be having fun playing. Like I'm going to be working like last year, you know, helping and answering questions and this, that and everything else. But it's like, I've essentially started this event now that it looks like it will be annual next year. I'm hoping to make it a two day event. With uh, wow. possible electric cars during the day, an electric music festival in the uh, evening. Oh, cool! Wow. You know, incorporate that element, um, That'd be cool. and of uh, just build it bigger. Um, you know, this year I'm expecting more than 462 people, probably closer to a thousand. Um, based on you yes. know pre pre order of the tickets so far is going well, and we're really ramping up the marketing. So I think that we'll have a decent amount of people there, but you know at the end of the day we could have one person show up but if they leave with a smile on their face asking when next year is going to be then i think it's mission success yeah so that's the point is is to educate people who don't know what they want to know they're curious and and want more of an experience but then also just to go fast and have fun
2: right <laughs> Well,
0: you know, I think that that's what's so important about like everything that like all of us are doing with like the EV space is giving the opportunity for people who have questions to feel comfortable with asking those questions and getting solid answers, you know, like in a non-judgmental area, because I know a lot of people are afraid to ask those questions. Um, So I think it's important to give them that that opportunity to do so, but also experience what an EV can do for them. Um, you know, both on a racetrack as well as, you know, drag strips or wherever, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I think that's awesome what you're doing, Zach, especially on the East coast. We don't really get that. There's
1: nothing over here. No, nothing. Like my entire EV story, when it comes to outside of just owning one is all about creating the things that I want that I didn't see anywhere. Like that's how it all started. And... You know, it's like, okay, well, nobody else is doing this, so I guess I will. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just, it's kind of weird, you know, kind of doing things that way. Um, But, like, in this country, anyway, the East Coast, nothing's really happening over here. Like, 70% (laughs) of the EVs are all in California. (laughs) I mean, it's, and most of those are Teslas. So, it's like when you look at what's going on in this country you know for those of us who are in it day in and day out sure it might seem like there's a lot of progress made and things are moving very quickly but it, and that's true i mean things are moving a lot quicker than even i thought they would but you step outside of that into uh quote unquote the normal world and you realize how much work we all have to still do like oh, yeah. I uh, I forget who I was talking to the other day, but no joke. They asked me, "Oh, does Tesla make electric vehicles?" And I'm just like, wow. you got to hold your tongue." And you're like, "Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, they do." Um, in fact, they only make electric vehicles. Wow, really? Yes. <laughs> it's like, yep. Hmm. Uh, you know, or or people that just have these preconceived notions about electric vehicles that are five years old you know they're telling me things and i'm like well that was true absolutely it's not now so you know yeah you can go on a road trip in an ev and it doesn't have to be a tesla and you can still do it relatively well right like now that i've got my spark back i'm gonna revisit my idea of driving up to niagara falls and back well that'll be two thousand miles roughly i mean 1800 or so and I'm like, it's not the car designed for that, but the fact that it can be done with like the fact that you can use the wrench to hammer the nail, um, is proof that the wrench is worthy, if you will. You know, the spark is <laughs> right. a city car, but I'm gonna I wanna take this everywhere. And yes, I'll right. stop and charge yeah. a lot, and that's okay. Like <laughs> I'm not I'm not young anymore. Like I'm not old, granted, but I'm not like super young. I can't drive for 15 hours straight. Like, I need to stop roughly every hour, (laughs) hour and a half or so. Uh, You know, so it's like, okay, I think most people are probably like that. Yes, there are people that I've met that they drive from Richmond to Florida and back every single week, and they stop once for 10 minutes to get gas, and they just go, and I'm like, yeah. then don't get an EV. Like, there's definitely not an EV for you right now yeah and that's okay like 90 percent of other people probably would do just fine even if they only added an ev to their current stable if you will you know like you don't need to replace any car that you have once you get the ev you'll probably end up replacing or getting rid of the other car eventually anyway like yep um like i had a honda civic that after we got the spark and my wife basically said that it was going to be my car instead of hers. Well, I didn't drive the civic, but twice around the neighborhood over the course of a year. And that wasn't necessarily because I planned it that way. It was just, I liked driving the spark more. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I mean, even with, with a $40,000 option, you know, and you can get EVs for that price. Like, the amount of money that you save on gas and maintenance will probably pay for itself. Like it's almost like so many different options. It's, it's like you got a free car almost, you know? I mean like, obviously, yeah, there's insurance and maybe property taxes and places that, that have that, but it's like, man, people, I just don't think they're giving it enough thought to really go, okay, this is something that's going to work because it will. Right. absolutely will. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's another important thing like what we're all doing is like we're documenting and displaying that you can live with these cars. And I, I think that the barrier that a lot of people have is that they really just need to experience it. You know, not, not just like a 30 minute test drive at, you know, at the dealership or wherever, but like yeah. actually live with the car for like, you know, a week or like a month. And right. um, that's where I really think people will begin to realize like, wow, this is like not as hard as I thought it was, you know, like this is doable. I can absolutely live with this. And I think that that's, what's so important about like what we're all doing is that we're displaying that to, to people, at least the people who are open to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and we, we need more of that. Um, you know, somebody the other day was, was found another EV podcast and they were telling me, like, they asked they're like, aren't you afraid of all this competition <laughs> and I'm going, First of all, I'm not big enough to be considered competition for anybody. (laughs) And I look at it as more as collaboration, you know, because we all were different voices. We, you know, we might appeal to different people who hear what we have to say. And the problem with the world these days is everybody is attracted to and focused on negative about any topic. Well, that's true Mm -hmm. about EVs, too. So you're going to have the false claims, the negative stuff, all the FUD, um, fear, uncertainty, and doubt for people who haven't heard that acronym. Um, Right. That's what gets spread. so for the true EV owner stories or experiences or people that are, and I'm not afraid to say it, biased in a positive way, we need to be 10 times as loud or 10 times as many of us. And I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I can be loud, but (laughs) I think we need more of us. You know, there needs to be more people that are out there
0: um, spreading the EV gospel, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think Alex knows that I can be, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he's already nodding. (laughs) But but it's so true I mean like I, I think the more you know the more we dispel those like those myths and the misconceptions and provide factual experience and education to drivers and consumers, the better off we're gonna be. It's just the only downside with this industry right now is that it is still kind of like the wild wild West <laughs> and there's so many companies who think that they know what they're doing versus other companies who think they know what they're doing and it just you kind of meet in the middle and I feel like that's kind of where all of us lie where we're like, well, you're not exactly right. You're not right. Let's talk about it. Let's have the conversations and get that information (laughs) out there Um, because it's confusing. You know, a lot of people who are open to an EV for whatever reason they might get into this and go, what, what, like, I don't know what J1772 is or CHAdeMO, like, it's, <laughs> you know, kilowatts, amps, voltage, like, it's it's a lot to learn, so.
1: And I think that might be the biggest barrier to entry, and some people say price and, you know, charging infrastructure, and at least that's what the public thinks they need to go EV. But what you just said, I think, is way more important, because when you go and buy a car, you don't need to learn a new language and different terminology. like Right,
2: yep.
1: Like, there are industry experts that I read articles, and I'm like, how did this get past the editor? They're still confusing <laughs> kilowatts and <laughs> kilowatt hours.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. And yep. it's like,
1: okay, guys, like, there is so much for people to learn, if they want to, about EVs. Yeah. Before and then after buying one, I am waiting for the point where people buy an EV not because it's an electric car. They're not even looking for an EV. They just – that fits what their needs are the best, so that's what they buy. I've met one person that did that. They bought a Mustang Mach-E almost accidentally. Like, it was available. They liked it. They bought it. Um, wow. The salesperson must have been horrible because they didn't <laughs> once ask, like, "Hey, do you know where you're going to charge this?" Until after she had already bought it, like wow. she's getting ready to drive away in her brand new <laughs> mach E, and not once did oh, the salesperson or her think about charging. Wow. So that's great, kind of like yeah. the fact that she wanted to buy that <laughs> is great. The the fact yeah. that that conversation wasn't happening is not great. But, like, I just think that highlights – it's not just the the potential owners. It's everybody. Like, everybody needs to learn so much. And I'm going to throw myself into that too because that's why I listen to, like, a billion podcasts. Like, I think I probably listen to more EV podcasts than anybody I know. And I think on Twitter, uh, Kyle – had asked, like, what are your favorite EV podcasts? And I literally ran out of room in my, like, in my tweet. Like, I could have added a couple more, but I ran out of characters oh, just doing, gosh. like, listing the pod- EV podcasts I listen to. Because right. especially these days, there's so much going on with it now. Like, three years ago, there wasn't much going on. Right. So it was a yep. lot easier to keep up with, like, specs on vehicles and who's coming out with this and that. And, like, when is that going to be available to order. You can't keep track of that now. There's so much going on. It's like, I don't even post like articles that I find as much as I used to, because I'm like, I can't keep up.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's one benefit of Alex and I both working in the EV industry is like our full-time job like revolves, especially mine. Like I do research on the entire industry for my oh. job. So like I yeah, I keep go. track of that. But like yeah. the thing is, is that like, I, I feel like, especially recently, I'm like, well, I'm not posting anything of value on Twitter because like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I already know this. So know it's it like, all. it's hard to, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to share that because it's like, there's so much like, you know, knowledge oh, yeah. that I'm withholding for the day. Right. But, um, yeah, it's a full-time job. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. And, and, you know, you were talking about like education, both from like the consumer and the dealership side. That's where, you know, chargeway comes in with our, our beacons at dealerships and working with our dealership programs, working with utilities, because you know, the, it starts with the dealership experience. You know, when, when you're explaining charging to a, um, to a driver, it, it can be complicated. For, you know, for still staff. So like, if, if they don't know that knowledge, they're starting those drivers off on the wrong foot, Mm -hmm. um, or on the wrong wheel. I was trying to think of a good (laughs) EV putt, but that (laughs) Alex is cringing. Um, but, (laughs) but it's true. Like education is key for EV adoption. And I will say that until my last breath, like it is, it's so true. Education is so important on all aspects. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll get off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I just scoot over.
1: Uh, (laughs) 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 Like, I don't know. I I think having an EV podcast, and and I'm going to say this more for your listeners than I than I do for the fact that I also have a podcast. But like, it's so important to just reach even one person that might be considering like, I'm sure you guys get these messages like, Hey, I went and bought this and it's because I was listening to you guys, or I met you in this conversation. And it's like, man, that is like, I didn't sell that car. I didn't make a commission on it, but gosh, it's such a good feeling. I'm sure you guys get that a lot. And like, we all have our down days and that for me anyway, like that just helps me push through all of that going. All right. I feel like I'm doing like good work here, you know. That's <laughs> like, right? And, yep, I yep. mean, shoot, I, I've listened to your podcast for I don't know. It'll Time merges all together, but it's <laughs> it's been a while, and um, you know, it, it, every EV podcast I listen to is a little different, and the format might be a little different but the people are different and so like there's different ideas and different concepts and different things that come across like right. i don't know that anybody has time to listen to 20 different ev podcasts but certainly <laughs> if you only had time for two i can think of <laughs> the people that are listening to this one and then one other podcast they might be interested in <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's it's that's important and i would encourage everybody listening to this to share not just because I'm on this episode, but all of it, you know, share the podcasts with your friends, with your family, with people that, like people are talking about electric vehicles. Every conversation about electric vehicles should include a resource that can help people learn more about them.
2: That's a great point. Whether it's my podcast
1: or your podcast. Like I, I, I genuinely don't care if people listen to my podcast because people do. Uh, somehow they like it. Um, (laughs) It's like, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm still humbled by that. Because it's like, why would anybody listen to me? Um, You know, it's like, I I just, I don't, I'm not a special guy. I just happen to love talking about electric vehicles. And apparently um,
0: people want to listen to that. So, And I think that's what matters, you know, you, I, I mean, just talking to you now, Zach, like I can tell just how passionate (laughs) you are for this and like passionate, passionate and obsessed. I'm going to throw that (laughs) back in there too, uh, go for full circle. But I mean, like the effort that you're putting into, you know, like the EV fall festival and your website, the magazine, like it, it really does prove to like your listeners and like the people who are shopping for an EV that this is what you care about. And I think that that comes across really strongly. Definitely.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to hide that,
0: (laughs) you know. We can relate.
1: Well, it's it's just funny because the you know there's always a few people in your life that are like, all right, I I I know you're into EVs. I would like to talk about something else, right? And then that's followed by a couple hours of silence because I'm like, I don't know what else to talk about, like, (laughs) 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 like, um, oil subsidies, like, what do you? (laughs) it's like uh, okay, I don't know. Or you, you talk about the uh, tax credit. Like people are like, "Oh, the Inflation Reduction Act passed," and I'm like, "Yeah." And then, like, I just go off on this, you know, two day tangent about why it's horrible. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. actually, um, I mean, and we don't have to get into this if you don't want to. But uh, <laughs> Joe Boras, um, he. I've heard him say it a couple times, that he thinks Toyota had a big hand in um, influencing the wording in in this with Joe Manchin, Mm. being that they have a manufacturing plant in West Virginia, that uh, they announced a $240 billion investment to create hybrid powertrains at this manufacturing plant in West Virginia. And I'm going, "Hmm." hmm... Hmm. That seven kilowatt hour minimum battery level, like size that was written into the bill. Do you know any manufacturers that make like hybrid plug-in hybrids that have like just over seven kilowatt hour batteries? (laughs) And I'm like, huh. like he made such a good point. And then I started looking into it a little bit further because, of course, I always want to dig further than just taking whatever I hear is, you know, gospel. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is a conspiracy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: I'm going to have to I, wear a tinfoil hat for, for yeah. a little
0: while. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it's just we always like, We always joke that we're going to do Living Electric After Dark. I feel like we should do an episode <laughs> on, like, EV conspiracy theory. <laughs> that would be Because that's a really solid one. Like, yeah. That, yeah.
1: Like, honestly, that's one where I'm going, when the bill was part of the Build Back Better, And it got shot down essentially by Joe Manchin because of – and then all the changes in wording between what was proposed before and now what has been signed into law. And then you look at like, okay, overnight, dozens of EV models were no longer eligible for the tax credit starting right now. And the good stuff doesn't hit us until January. I'm like, oh, man they really did a number on it. And what's weird is I still don't even know everything that is in that bill. Like I've, I've read the actual language like three or four times now. I still can't make sense of it.
0: (laughs) It's, it's like,
1: Oh my goodness. But you know what? We got to work with what we got, and I like the general direction. Like in 2030, I'm probably going to look back and be like, Oh no, it's fine. Everything's great. (laughs) But you know, right now I'm going that, that
0: doesn't help. Yeah. Right. Nope. Right. Not at the moment.
1: Like, like I would almost rather not have any EV tax credit at all. Like, what are we trying to stimulate here? We don't need any more demand. (laughs) We don't. Yeah. Like we've reached the point where we're no longer only early adopters that are buying EVs. Now we're early mass market. Mm -hmm. We don't need advertisement for these vehicles. We don't need tax credits. Although I'll take it. Like, I mean, Well, I'm not going to be buying an EV anytime soon because I've got uh, my next one's going to be an APTera, and that doesn't qualify Um, (laughs) because it doesn't have enough wheels. Which I don't care. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I will tell you, I am into like the strange EVs. (laughs) Like, you've got the ID4, and that's wonderful, and there's going to be millions of those on the road one day. I hope. Um, you know, or like the the. Uh, Lightning, the F-150 Lightning, they're going to sell millions of those eventually. Um, or Tesla's. Like, I used to really, really love Tesla as a company and loved the vehicles, and then I bought one, and I'm like, oh, okay. They're great, but they're they're not special anymore. Like, they're just normal. And, I mean, that's yeah. necessary, but I like the weird EVs. Yeah. Like, the Spark <laughs> is a weird one. Or the Arcimoto FUV. It's a three-wheeled electric motorcycle but you've got a windshield and a roof and it's like what is it Um, (laughs) it's not a car but it's not a motorcycle it's like the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. or the Aptera or I don't know if you guys have seen the Nimbus it's a tilting three wheeled uh, single seat like urban runabout
0: Uh, I don't even know if they're in
1: production yet but um, like I like the weird ones so I ordered an Aptera because it made the most sense for what I wanted um lots of attention because <laughs> it looks like a spaceship right. so you know when i'm driving down the road i'm gonna have ev resource on the side and people are gonna be like what is that and we're like well how many hours do you have to talk <laughs>
0: That'll be good. But, that's awesome
1: but well, you know it, i mean i'm sure we're running into time i haven't even been paying attention
0: oh yeah. no you're good it's it,
1: it it... hard trust me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well when you know when you're so excited about a topic trust us like time can just melt <laughs> right talk, which one right? of you
1: has to edit this i'm so sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'll probably mean... point at alex no. <laughs> no worries but like so yeah, Zach. To to wrap up, do you mind kind of giving our listeners um, an idea where we can, you know, where they can find you on social and uh, learn more about the EV Fall Festival?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna answer that in in backwards. So the Electric Vehicle Fall Festival. If you search that on Google, Electric Vehicle Fall Festival, um, you'll find it. I believe the socials on Twitter and Instagram are at EV don't quote me on that because I don't. <laughs> I should know that good. probably. Um, but the webpage, electricvehiclefest.com, and they can find out more information and then click on the links to that'll direct you to the Eventbrite page for tickets. It's 15 bucks. Like, I'm not trying to like gouge people for pricing, but <laughs> I am trying to like right. break even. Um, you know, I don't want to come out of pocket thousands of dollars to, to do this because as much as I would. I'm not in the position to do that. So so please come out so that I don't spend money on this. Um, No, but that's the easiest way is just electric vehicle fall festival. Um, Honestly, EV resource uh, is much more active online. Um, So searching that anywhere and you will find like EV resource. Um, I think I've done well enough with the SEO that like nothing else really pops up. (laughs) But, you know, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, I think that's it for those. Um, Or ev-resource.com is the webpage, and there's a whole bunch of stuff on there. Uh, A blog when I find time to write different articles and things. Um, the EV101 section for people that are curious or don't know a whole lot. A writer at Clean Technica actually helped write many of the original articles for the webpage. You know, it's not just me rambling in text form. Uh, You know, I did have some help (laughs) in the very beginning. That's probably the best way. Or people can email me at hello at ev-resource.com. That's probably the best email address. But awesome. uh, Yeah, got the podcast. People can listen if they want to listen to a second EV podcast. And uh, that's on all of the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon... Well, that's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever podcasts Buzz, are sold. I use BuzzFeed for, for my hosting. So they, they just okay. push it out everywhere. Like, I, honestly, it probably goes to podcast platforms I've never even heard of. And then that's
0: okay. Awesome. Um, hey. So spread <laughs> the word of the EV. That's what matters. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what matters. We'll, we'll, well have all thank- that
2: linked down in the uh, description as well. So it's easier for people to click on too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, after. Trying to make heads or tails of what I just said, they're going to need a link to click <laughs> <on>. <laughs> No, that
0: so was that's great. that's okay. We love it. Awesome. Well, guys, well, thank you so much. An though.
1: absolute pleasure. Like um, definitely kindred definitely. spirits. Like I really feel like if you wanted to make a long form four hour podcast, we could do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> however, in the interest of not. You know causing much suffering for the people that have to hear me anyway um we should probably cut it yeah.
0: <laughs> and i will be reaching out to you about the the devil uh commercial that we talked about
1: dude yes. on, like honestly there's a few other things that i feel like we should talk about uh that might require some ndas if we wanted yes. to get serious with it but yes like, yeah we a couple times during the conversation with this today i'm like ooh okay, I can't say that out loud because everybody yeah. will hear. Like, all right, yes. hold that back, yeah. hold that back. But I'm like, there's, I'm like, you guys have got me thinking about a couple of things. So we'll have to chat more, uh, more privately about Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Definitely. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Zach. We appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Yep.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thanks. And um, yeah, I, I will continue to listen to the podcast because you guys do great work. And, um, I admire that. And I, I want to encourage you guys to never stop, never look back and just keep chugging along. Cause this is, it's like doing the Lord's work, man. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get out there and you know, um, it's, it's good. It's good. And I like your podcast. Cool. I think you guys do an amazing job.
2: So keep it up. Awesome. Oh, thank we you. We appreciate that. Cool. All right. We'll talk to everybody in the next episode.